everybody. Welcome back to Glow Girl. We're a weekly podcast where we talk about woo and wellness and making our way in this wild world. I'm Tracy White as always, and I'm back here this week with Joe Figueres of the Woke Akashic. How are you, Joe? I am wonderful, Tracy. What about you? I'm good. It's been um, it's been a stressful couple of weeks around here uh, and, you know, just trying to manage that. Um, are you feeling that too? I am feeling that. I really am. Uh, the lack of clarity, but I'm really going to bow to the fact that there's no stress like buying a house. So (laughs) yeah, there is that. It's definitely been a process. Um, Anybody that's going through this right now knows that it's like a a job. It's like another job. Like we need another job. Um, So it's, yeah, it's a lot and um, very stressful. I'm trying to follow the, the, planetary movements and try to like flow with everything that's happening, get like real hippy dippy with it while also putting on my customer service pants and emailing the shit out of people. To or just pants. Yeah. Just pants just, in general. Honestly, really just pants. That's a lot to ask these days to, to be fair. Um, so there's that. Um, so we are, uh, we're going to talk about the astrology of this whole week, um, more in depth in a couple minutes. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But I wanted to talk a minute about a planetary transit that we've had going on for a while, uh, not one that I've adru- addressed, you know, a lot recently. And so something that I just want to talk about because this leads into today's topic and it's something that I've noticed a lot more lately. So, um, we are in Pisces season. The sun is in Pisces. Um, we have some other planetary movements through Pisces and it's a, you know, it's a creative, like watery, flowy, musical sort of energy, right? And that can be hard when we're trying to get things done because it yeah. really kind of makes it feel like we're like running underwater. Do you remember doing that when you were a kid? It yes. feels like that. So we have a lot of that happening right now, which is a little frustrating, but this Neptune in Pisces um, energy is kind of gelling with everything else that's going on in, in more current astrology. And so that's what I want to talk about. So we don't talk a lot about Neptune. Uh, Neptune is a generational planet. So Neptune stays in one sign for many, many years, kind of like Pluto or Uranus. They're really far out. They kind of do their own thing. They move very slowly and they have a slow impact on society over the course of generations of people. So they're not like, you know, our Neptune doesn't tell us so much about like the way we communicate with people. It's, it's not, it's deeper than that. It's more, it's further out than that. Now, Neptune is this planet of spirituality and escape from reality and romanticism of things like substances and art and those kinds of things, the things that we do to escape. Okay. It sounds dreamy. It is very dreamy, but it can be hard when we only live in a dream, right? So yeah. Neptune is the foggy things in life that we sometimes enjoy getting lost in. You know, it's not a negative energy. It's just foggy, right? It's a, it's a weather pattern of a planet. Now, Neptune, uh, Pisces, the sign is ruled by Neptune. So we can see, we can feel this energy in this Pisces, uh, you know, the Pisces planetary movements that we have going on too. Um, Pisces is the sign of compassion, intelligence, creativity, intuition, very strong intuition, almost to the point of psychic ability. A lot of people with Pisces placements tend to have deep intuitive abilities, uh, whether they know it or not. 
it's a water sign. Okay. Um, a lot of the water signs are deeply intuitive and we all have all of these signs in all of our charts. It's just a matter of where and how strong they are. So if you have a strong Pisces placement in your chart, you might have some intuition that Joe can help you develop. Absolutely. There's a lot of that going on right now. People are saying their abilities are sort of kicking in or they're experiencing increased levels of really cool high level stuff. So it's a cool time. Very cool. Now, Neptune moved into Pisces in February, 2012. Okay. It's still in Pisces and will be there until 2025. So very long transit through one sign. Now, Neptune, like I said, is a generational planet like Pluto and Uranus. So you can see that whole generations of people have common Neptunian energy. So like a lot of us who are listening may have children that were born between, you know, 2012 and now who have this Neptunian psychic kind of hippy dippy kind of way out there, intuitive energy and very dreamy and very romantic about the future. And you know, sort of a little bit of like kumbaya commune kind of thinking. It's, <laughs> is that your little one? Does she have that? She does. And it's, and yeah. you can, you can tell. So yeah. it's good. It's just, you know, something that we're kind of, we're, we're working with uh, as a whole generation of people, as that generation of people starts to get older, we'll start to see those things kind of materialize in the world in a, in a bigger sense. So how this Neptune and Pisces transit is affecting us as a society right now is by bringing us things like the idea of spirituality instead of religion. We're moving away from structures and we're moving toward a flowing, watery, foggier kind of energy that we can just all sort of exist within, you know? It's also things like compassion for the collective and taking care of our fellow man. Um, You know, for some people, depending on where this Neptune placement is uh, falling in your chart and where your Neptune placement is in your birth chart, this can have some whole generations of people clinging very strongly to staunch beliefs that sometimes directly oppose these thoughts. So we are seeing that for a whole generation of people, you know, it's, it's difficult. And it's one thing that Neptune can do, you know, if Neptune is dreamy, there are always nightmares, you know, when things are outside of our realm of understanding, it can create fear. And so we have a lot of that. We can see how that is transpiring in society right now. So, absolutely, you know, a, a lot of us, like I said, as generations go, we have more open, I, I say open-minded, but it's really just sort of the way that some of these signs have a bigger picture energy and some of them have more of a close to home energy. And so we're mm-hmm. seeing the differences here now. What we're also seeing here is the discovery that, you know, we don't know how to set effective boundaries in our lives, okay? Because sometimes physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, Neptune is fog. And it's really hard to tell the fog to stay behind a line. And Pisces is the ocean and the ocean does what the ocean wants. And the ocean has a huge impact on all of us, right? Regardless of how close we live to a giant body of water, we are impacted by the oceans and boundary setting in this type of energetic soup can be really difficult. And that's, I think, in my opinion, why we're seeing a rise in people seeking spiritual practices, meditation, therapy, mental health care, medications and treatments. And then also a lot of people are seeking substances to help 
to either be able to focus and set better boundaries and create more healthy relationships with those things or seeking sometimes substances or other things to escape from the pressure of needing them, you know? And so we're seeing a lot of, a lot of this happening, I think in society right now in a lot of ways. So this Neptune and Pisces transit is big. It's broad. It's encompassing all of us. And I think we're really feeling it, which is why today on this show, we're going to talk about with Joe, we're going to talk about boundary setting. And we've talked on this show in the past about setting boundaries, like in our relationships and in our work life and in our personal life. But today we're going to talk more about setting these sort of spiritual boundaries, right? Spiritual, energetic, um, that's really the key is how you manage your energy um, in order to strengthen um, and secure those boundaries. That's that's really good to know too, because like you said, energy, even, I mean, that's not something that I, that's not a language that I super speak, but I do understand planetary energies right. and being affected by those and, and yes. understanding when you understand how they're affecting you, mm-hmm. what that looks like in your life, you know, then you can better understand how to correct your own actions to, to meet those things, you know, and yes. to not let them take you over. No. And when you liken another individual to a planet, um, you know, it's, it's, it all boils down to the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, it really yeah. does. And, and it is funny because when you, you know, the, the more you start to study uh, any of these things, astrology, numerology, uh, you know, energetic work in general, you start to understand what these people represent in your life and you, right. can see, you know, so I love that. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know that's what we're talking about today. I think this is going to be a great show. Uh, we all kind of need uh, some energetic boundaries right now for sure in a lot of different ways. And uh, stay tuned for the second half of the show when we dig into that. Um, first, I want to tell you about a couple of our episode sponsors, and then we're going to talk about this week's astrology. So uh, you're going to want to be around for those things. technology, streaming options, and fancy new video game systems available out there, we still play a ton of old school video games here in our house. Things have come a long way since we were kids, but the classics just kind of stick with you. You know what else is an instant classic? Best Fiends, the top rated mobile puzzle adventure. Best Fiends is a world full of adorable, lovable characters, thousands of levels, and more content gets added all the time. I've been playing for a while now, and I'm constantly checking my phone for new updates. My favorite thing about Best Fiends is when I finish a long day of momming and working, I get into my bed, and instead of doom scrolling myself to sleep, I spend some time with some adorable characters. I've been playing for a little over a year now, and I'm on level 302. I just keep coming back to see more because it's engaging and fun. 
My competition with uh, Brittany over at the Girls Girls podcast is another thing that keeps me mildly obsessed with this game. She's on level, I think, 900 something, but I will catch up to her if it is the last thing I do. I promise you that. Best Fiends is the can't put it down mobile puzzle game that's free to download. With over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. There's more levels, events, and challenges added all the time, so you can play away because there's always just one more level. Seriously, once you download Best Fiends, boredom won't stand a chance. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from manifesting the greatness you deserve? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with your very own professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave the house. You don't have to put on real pants. It is that convenient. BetterHelp gets it. Life is busy. Now you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your very own therapist. BetterHelp includes licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Anything you share is confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, like me, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. BetterHelp is available worldwide at your fingertips. BetterHelp offers four communication options, text, chat, phone, and video, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option with financial aid available. Glow Girl listeners get 10% off your first month, so why not get started today? Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health by going to betterhelp.com glow. Fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com glow for 10% off your first month. Okay, everybody, welcome back. And let's talk about this week's astrology. So, um, Joe, we just actually came through a new moon in Pisces that was on Saturday, right? Yes. Yes. Tell me, uh, tell me about, did you have a new moon, uh, meditation with this one? We did. Um, I did a meditation that more focused on, you know, intentions for new moons. That's where we like to set those intentions and then wait for them to take seed and grow until the full moon. So yeah, we focused on intention and dreaming big. And I know that I say that a lot, dream big, but really the key to that is visualization. So when you're visualizing, you're creating energy and you're putting it out. That's perfect. And it's absolutely perfect for a Pisces new moon because Pisces yes. is about visual visualization. It's about dreaming. Um, and it's, and it's a really creative, like fertile energy for planting seeds. So, mm -hmm. um, if you haven't done a, a new moon ritual for this Pisces new moon, I think, I mean, even if the show comes out on Wednesday, really, it's not too late. Like just, you know, Put that well, energy out there. There's the energy is strongest. The energy is strongest three days before and three days after mm -hmm. uh, for, for things like intention setting and, and um, practices and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's never too late. Yeah. Set your intentions. It's, it's, it's a really good, really beautiful energy. I loved this new moon. Um, I, though I, I did notice crazy dreams. Um, it been a lot of crazy dreams, a lot of really vivid dreams. Do you remember them? I do. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They've been very, they've been very social, um, including people from many different parts of my life all together, different places. And maybe that is just really wishing that I could be places with people again. The, the, yep. The subconscious speaking. Saying, it has Let been, me out of this. Uh, yeah. It has been a post. while. <laughs> So I'm sure that had something to do with it, but we do have a lot of Pisces energy in the sky right now. Um, I know we talked about, um, you know, it is Pisces sun season and you know, that the Pisces sun energy, um, you know, it can really make us a little bit, you know, more spiritual leaning. Um, you know, it, it motivates us to feel and imagine and dream. And we tend to get a little passive with this water energy, sort of like what will be, will be kind of thing going on. Um, you know, and, and we, you know, it can make us extra loving. It can make us also extra empathic. Um, especially if we are people who have, you know, who feel like an empath anyway, this can be, um, a very sensitive, uh, time for us, you know, it can be a little tender and, you know, we might be taking on a little too much. So this Pisces energy for some people can be overwhelming. Um, you know, for those people, fear not because we are moving into Aries season on March 20th. So that is coming up very soon. Um, Aries season, we get a little bit more spontaneous. Uh, we get a little more enthusiastic. Aries season is the beginning of spring. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. It's, it's Aries is the initiator and the starter of things. And it's no surprise also that Aries is a fire sign. You know, we have the rain and the water and the wet earth with Pisces. And then we have the sun come out with Aries. So things can start to grow again. And it's exciting. Yes. It's a beautiful energy. I can't wait for sun. I can't wait for sun energy and fire energy like Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, Aries is ruled by the planet Mars, which Mars is our planet of motivation. And so Aries season makes us want to get out and do and spring clean and, 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 you know, take on all the things. So this is going to be very exciting energy. Um, Sometimes it makes us a little more impulsive. Uh, Sometimes it makes us want to start projects that we end up never finishing. Uh, So when you have this Aries, you know, energy, like I said, starting March 20th, uh, you know, still maintain your ability to plan because we tend to get a little scattered sometimes during Aries season. Um, if we need a little bravery, uh, this is a good time for that. You know, it can really kind of kick things up for us. We get a little less passive as we are during Pisces season and, uh, you know, get a little bit more pep in our step and a little bit more motivated to have our needs met. Aries is the sign of me and my needs and what I need in this life. And, um, you know, getting those things is going to become our priority, you know, not in a selfish way, but in a way that we can focus on self-care. If that's something that we've been putting off, what are the things that we really need? You know, is it a pedicure or is it a balanced, uh, you know, budget spreadsheet? Like what do we really need and how (laughs) are we going to use our energy to go and get it? You know, Virgos need the the spreadsheet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Our, our earth signs understood that one. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aries season, one thing I will say too, is that sometimes it can make people because everyone is direct and trying to get what they need because they want to fulfill their own needs. And like I said, it's not mean or selfish, but sometimes it can, you know, cut things short and hurt our feelings a little bit. So, you know, just understanding the global energy and, and realizing that other people are, 
you know, out seeking what they need too, uh, you know, might help us to have a little compassion for everybody uh, who is, you know, maybe speaking in a bit of a short-sighted manner. You know what I mean? So um, we have actually had a big change here uh, just this week on the 15th of this uh, of March, Mercury moved from Aquarius where it had been for quite a while because there was a Mercury retrograde, you probably remember. So Mercury was in Aquarius uh, from January all the way until uh, March 15th. So a very long period. Mercury is usually only in a sign for about three weeks unless there's a retrograde. So Mercury just moved into Pisces this week and we have more Pisces energy, right? So Mercury is how we think, how we communicate, how we process. It's our mental activity. And Mercury in Pisces is softer. It's flowier. It's a little dreamier. It's a little more, you know, escapist. And when we have Mercury in Pisces, sometimes it fogs our, it fogs our thinking a little bit, you know, sometimes it makes it hard for us to actually express what it is that we're trying to get out. And sometimes it makes us need to express ourselves in more creative ways. Um, and our focus gets a little difficult. So what I've been telling people is if you're having trouble with your focus with this Mercury and Pisces, try to bring yourself down, listen to some music, look at some pretty art, do something that will stimulate your creativity a little bit and, and then try to express yourself, you know, and take your time. My Capricorn has not liked this, um, Mercury in Pisces energy. Um, and so I have been painting rocks and I know that sounds silly, but no beautiful. I'm going to paint rocks and just place them all around Portland for people to find. So that is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And it's so Piscean because yep. it's, it's connecting with your community and uplifting the common man. It's doing yep. a nice artistic thing that can kind of connect us with people. That's yes. very Pisces. And so if you're having trouble with this energy, just know it's only for about three weeks, April 3rd, we move from Pisces into Aries. When Mercury moves into Aries, it's like rapid fire thinking and, uh, and, and very direct, <laughs> very spontaneous rapid fire thinking. So we are going to be going through this week. By the time you're hearing this podcast, it, we will probably still be, I guess, recovering, transferring, trying to figure out how to settle into this new Pisces energy because everything feels like it's slowing down, even though we can feel the Aries sun energy coming for us. And so it feels like the finish line is coming quickly and we can't get there. We just can't make ourselves do the things we need to do to get there. Mercury in Pisces is difficult for a lot of people. So Take your time, slow it down a little bit, use your words and use your artistic expression. Uh, you know, hey, if you're trying to reach out to somebody and you can't quite like get out what you need to say to them, send them a song, like send them a TikTok. I don't know, like express yourself a different way if we can't get our words out right now, you know, I like that. Paint them a picture, paint them a rock, paint you know, them a rock. <laughs> And I don't know if you've ever been out and about walking around and you find a rock that says it just has a little inspirational messages on it or whatever. One that says you are beautiful. It is a freaking delight. I'm just here to <laughs> tell you. So I hope that for you in the future. <laughs> it is. It's like connecting with the inner child a little bit and it is delightful. Yes. Like squeeze. Look what I just found. Oh my gosh. You guys paint some rocks. It's paint so rock, good. Please. 
please paint the rocks. Uh, now also this week. So we have Mercury and Pisces starting on March 15th and then Venus is in Pisces until March 21st. So Venus will move into, uh, Aries, uh, I, I, yeah, Venus will move into Aries, um, after March 21st, but just an FYI here, Venus in Pisces plus Mercury in Pisces and the sun in Pisces, it's real watery out there. Okay. How we express ourselves, uh, Venus is our love and our values and our righteous feminism. It's all of these things. Venus in Pisces is, you know, very watery and romantic and, and breaking down in tears sometimes because we just can't quite get the words out, mm. you know, and, but also like loving people so much <laughs> that we just can't quite express it the correct way. It's, it's hard. It makes us have a big open heart, um, which is a beautiful thing to see, but also leaves us open for wounds. You know, we can get ourselves hurt with this Venus and Pisces energy. So just everything that we're doing this week, just slow it down a little bit. Um, you know, I, and, and the way that I'm even expressing myself about this can tell you probably a lot about how I feel about having emotions in general. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Everybody just take a step back. If you don't want to like get your hands dirty with like the feels, then just like slow it down. Cause like, that's just, that's just me. If you love this kind of thing, there are tons of movies out there and books you can read where you just cry. And I would, I can give you a list of them because my friends try to get me to read and watch them all the time. And I'm like, no, this is a crying one. I don't send me like frat boy humor, please. Just feel the feels. I don't want to feel the feels. <laughs> I don't like them. I'm afraid of them a little bit. I'm afraid I won't be able to put them back. You know, <laughs> true. Take these damn feels back and Ugh. then you just throw them, throw them. That will make you feel a little better. <laughs> throw some paint. That's what I need to do. Oh, so again, Venus in Pisces, uh, March 21st, we move to Venus in Aries and, and then Venus gets a little bit more selfish and she wants what she wants and she wants it right now. And, um, you know, that's, that's more my speed. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> I'm ready for just, airy season. Can we just talk about the word selfish for just a half a second? Because yes, absolutely selfish is get such a bad rap because it's based in the foundational words uh, or phrase that I am right. And that's the foundation of, of all existence. I am. And so I just tell people selfish. It gets a bad rap because when you're being selfish, quote unquote, being right, you're actually doing things for the self and that's self-care and it's, you know, self-love and self-trust and self, you know, all of these good self things. So that word, um, it, it gets a bad rap. I completely agree. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. I've got another word a little bit later in the show that I think it's a bad rap that I want to talk about. And, okay. um, and, but yes, I completely agree. Be selfish. You know, yes. we should all strive to be selfish because being selfless is exhausting and it doesn't fill our cups. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. Right. We can't all be martyrs, you know, and if you need a, a, a cutoff, no. And if you need a cutoff point, you know, don't, you can be selfish, but don't be an asshole. It's really the <laughs> right? easiest way to do it. There's your gauge, you know, and, and listen, that's another thing too, I guess, just understanding that people are allowed to also be selfish. And so it, we wouldn't have to, I think, worry so much about being perceived as selfish being a negative thing. If we had a societal understanding that, you know, we all do deserve to have our needs met, 
Absolutely. And we all deserve to get those needs met and do what we need to do to get those needs met. As long as it's not at the, at the harm of another person, right. it's not your business. Right. No, no, so. do no harm. Um, but take no shit. But take no shit. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed. I like it. On, That's a good idea. Me. I'm really not, but, <laughs> not, but I want to think about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't do it today. Just, you know, think about it. Planning, planning is good. Um, so then we also have... Uh, currently Mars is in Gemini. So we talked about this, um, on the last show, but, uh, in Gemini, Mars is more versatile and flexible. Mars is our planet of our motivation, right? It's, it's how we get things done. It's all of our drives. Uh, Mars and Gemini can sometimes make us go like bing, bing, bing. Like our interest is like ping ponging all over the place. And, you know, this is projects that we start that we don't finish. This is, um, getting scattered. This is getting distracted by all the things and feeling like everything is coming at us at once. And we need to handle everything at the same time, which, I mean, we are clearly only capable of handling as much as we can handle at one time, but this makes Gemini is ruled by Mercury. And that gives us like the inner anxieties about all of the things that we're supposed to be doing right now. You know, it's hard energy. Yeah. So what we need to do here is just we have to use our tactical abilities to plan. Um, Gemini is pretty visual. So Mars and Gemini can be very visual. So if you are a list maker, this is a great thing to do. If you know, if you have like a checklist in your phone, something that can remind you of, of being able to stay on task. Um, you know, this energy gives us a lot of, uh, resourceful energy. It makes us very clever. Um, it makes us very witty and, and really know how to use our words to get things done and to get things accomplished. So that is a positive thing. But if we can just keep on track with the stuff we need to do, uh, you know, we will be successful and get through this Mars transit. So Mars is in Gemini until April 23rd, just to let you know. So that is, uh, that's the major energetic movements this week that I wanted to talk about. Some of the other planets are just kind of doing their thing, hanging out the, you know, the slower moving planets don't have any, uh, changes coming up anytime real soon. So, uh, nothing major to worry about there. Um, I do want to say that, um, this podcast is probably coming out on a Wednesday this week, uh, which I think is St. Patrick's day actually. So happy St. Patrick's day. If you're right. listening, if that's a thing. <laughs> we have, we know about St. Patrick's day, so I don't know if it's happy St. Patrick's day, but like whatever, however you, if you celebrate that, then, then do it happily. Sure. Um, so we do have a transit that's coming, uh, midweek this week that is getting us this feeling it's, it's Venus, Uh, is having a transit with Saturn. Venus is the things we want and Saturn is challenge. And when we have this kind of, uh, when these planets meet up in the sky, the way that they are, it's a challenging, it's a challenging energy. It's making us feel isolated. Uh, It makes us feel like we can't get what we want and we can't be maybe seen for who we are or loved the way we want to be loved. Um, And it can, it can cause friction in our relationships. Um, especially our romantic relationships, but in, in all of our relationships. Um, so using some of these abilities to express ourselves in, you know, using our words, slowing down, using our songs, our emotions, our, you know, I mean, send memes if you need to, that's what I do. That's how I express my emotions. Here's a meme that expresses (laughs) my emotions. Um, 
but this energy midweek is going to be making us feel a little like victimized, you know, like nobody understands us just like teen angst, like real emo. So just know that it will pass uh, by Thursday. Things will kind of pass and, and we'll be in a good place again, uh, especially in our uh, personal relationships. So hang in there, guys. There's just that one little lump this week. Um, so that is this week's astrology. I'm going to talk to you guys about two more of our, uh, of our sponsors this week. And then we're going to move into boundary setting in a Neptunian age. Good times. Do you really know what's in your multivitamin? Sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides are all ingredients you might find in a multivitamin. Enter Ritual. Ritual is not your typical multivitamin. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients in forms your body can actually use with no shady extras. I've been a loyal Ritual user for literal years now. I started researching a multivitamin that would help support uh, my health postpartum and that contained the ingredients I wanted without the, all the extra stuff that just wasn't necessary. I loved the ritual of taking them every day. Plus, I really love their minty aftertaste. I've continued taking them all this time. Ritual is designed with different life stages in mind and makes healthy habits easy. They're now available for women, men, teens, and kids. They have a gummy formula for little kids. Ritual vitamins, uh, multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering Glow Girl listeners 10% off during their first three months. Visit ritual.com slash GGP to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash GGP. Okay, guys, I don't know about you, but every single week I have these goals of meal planning, right? Like I'm going to order the groceries, prepare all the healthy meals, have good, healthy food under budget for my family. Then I make it to, I don't know, maybe midweek and the leftovers from my healthy Monday meal are gone and all I want to do is order a pizza and then I forget about the $40 worth of produce that's going bad in my fridge. It happens every week. You too, Joe? Absolutely. <laughs> if all that sounds painfully familiar to you, it might be time to try every plate. With every plate, you get meals that you'll enjoy that your bank account will love delivered right to your door. That's contactless delivery, guys. Every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. They're called America's Best Value Meal Kit for a reason. All of their recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than the painstaking process of deciding on a meal, going to the store, and then making something from scratch. Less time deciding what to cook means more time spent enjoying good food with your family. I've enjoyed, uh, I've tried meal kits before, but the cost never really made it a long-term option for us. But with every plate, you can get the same delicious, healthy meals at a much lower price. Everybody I know who tries every plate is surprised at how affordable it truly is. Even at full price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than most of the major meal kits out there. The best part is that the food is actually really good. We've been using every plate for almost a year now, I think, and we just love them in this house. Just tonight, we made ponzu beef bowls. Guys, they're so good. And not having to decide slash argue about what to cook every single night has pretty much saved my marriage. So this meal service more than pays for itself in the couple's therapy cost savings. So with our special offer, you can try every plate for just $1.99 per meal, 
plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code GLOWGIRL199. That's up to $100 value overall, you guys. That's $199 per meal plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code GLOWGIRL199. Everyplate.com, code GLOWGIRL199. Okay, guys. So we need to talk about boundary setting. Um, I talked to you guys at the beginning of the show about how we're living in this sort of Pisces, Neptunian age right now. It's it's creating a lot of fogginess and a lot of one thing that it's creating is this beautiful sense of empathy and this beautiful sense of compassion for people and things and the earth. And we're just connected in all the ways right now, right? But when all of our connections and all of our pathways are fully open all of the time, we can take on way too much. And that's true in our relationships and that's true in our work lives and our home lives and in every physical thing that we do and encounter and participate in. But that's also very true when it comes to our spirituality, when it comes to our energetic boundaries and all of that. So um, I wanted Joe to talk a little bit to us about this because I think that I don't have a full understanding of how, like, I, I get what an energetic boundary is, but like, I don't know the nitty gritty of like how to actually do that. What does that look like? You right. know, can you talk to us about this? Absolutely. So what, in order to start talking about the energy and boundaries, I first want to talk about um, empathy because that's really what we're all experiencing. We're experiencing um, the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. Okay. That's what empathy is. But an empath is a person with the paranormal ability to I'm sorry, to um, experience the mental or emotional state of another person. Okay. And that's where the boundaries get foggy. That's where they, they, you know, completely disappear sometimes. Um, and so it's also important to understand that empathy exists sort of on a spectrum. Okay. Um, you have high sensitive people, um, high HSPs, highly sensitive people. Um, those are people that have a higher capacity to take in energy. Um, ordinary things might cause them a great deal of discomfort, like volume voices, repetitive noises. I cannot deal with repetitive noises that they they'll get on my nerves. Um, then you have an empath um, and it's different from an HSP in that they can empathize more with others at a higher level. So I'm an HSP cause I'm not very empathetic, <laughs> really not at all, <laughs> but I can feel the emotions. Um, and then you have clairsentients um, who gain information about people or situations from the feelings that they receive. Okay. All of that, Tracy, that leads to just a shit show. If you do not have some sort of strong um, energetic boundaries or the ability to discern what's yours, what's not yours, and then say no, and sort of like slam the window shut sort of thing. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And also what you said about clear sentience. Now yeah. I have never felt as a person, like I have a lot of intuitive anything. Uh, you say that, but, <laughs> but and you then, yeah. And then I also don't really feel like an empath either, but, but that, what you just said, that makes sense because I do think that I can 
feel the energy of a situation and I get a lot of information from that. And I do just kind of know what's happening, uh, you know, without just from the energy, you know, from the way a person moves through a room. Yep. You know, I can just kind of tell. So you can read a situation really well and then sort of have this knowledge of what may potentially be going on underneath. Mm -hmm. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's clairsentience. Interesting. Um, Okay. so they... Yeah. And they all have similar, um, they all have similarities, right? Each sort of distinguishes itself from the others in really subtle, but important ways. Now, everyone, one person can be all of those things. I am all of those things, but if you don't consider yourself any of those, right? A lot of people don't like, they don't like to consider themselves an empath because empaths have this, um, sort of rap. It's a bad rap. Like they're sensitive little flowers who, you know, have to protect themselves from stuff or, you know, emotional messes. Um, if you don't consider yourself any of those, just know that every single human being has the ability to be empathic. And so managing your energy field is key, regardless of what you consider yourself. Okay. Good to know. All right. So how, how do we do that? Um, so we have our, our own energy field, our etheric field, and it goes out about 15 feet around us above and below us. That's, it holds everything for lack of a better term, um, and I think I've talked w- about this before, that it's 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 our soul, okay? It is it supports the physical body. So a lot of people think the soul resides within; it actually resides outside, much like the baby that's surrounded by the amniotic sac in the womb. Hmm. Um, and so that contains all of our emotions. It contains our energy. It contains, it's, it's what supports us. It's also known as our aura. Mm. Um, and so, like I said, it's 15 feet above and below. So when you walk into a room and you come within somebody that's in within 15 feet, you're going to feel their stuff. And if you are just walking around, um, absorbing stuff like a big old sponge, um, then you're going to pick stuff up. And then, and that's zero boundaries. You have no boundaries or your boundaries are, are really, um, they're not strong. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, there's, there's a, there's things that you can do right to help with that. So physically, um, and I know that you said that you had a, um, you had a, a a episode about physical boundaries, right. Mm -hmm. Um, there are two types of boundaries that you need to strengthen. You need to strengthen those physical boundaries um, where you claim your space, you stand in your energy, stand powerful and confidently and, you know, um, just really claim it. And then grounding, earthing, finding time to recharge, all of those things. Those are all well-known and uh, um, you can find all sorts of tips and tricks and resources on how to do that. But those emotional boundaries are the key. Those are key. And that's really about having an awareness of what you need and then being able to ask for it, being able to say, I need this from you. I need this from you. Um, And then stop saying yes in order to feel safe. A lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a common one, I think. That's so common because people, they don't want to experience, you know, they don't want somebody to think they're a jerk, but also for empaths, there's this added sort of um, side effect of not only 
can I see your disappointment or fee, but I also feel your disappointment when I tell you no. And so if I'm going to feel somebody else's stuff as a result of me setting a boundary, a lot of times that's when we backtrack, but only if um, you don't mind, or if you, if you, if you can't, then just let me know, or, you know, that backtrack crap. (laughs) Hi, this is what I'm made of. Yes. All those things. Yeah, that's me. Yes. Like avoider. (laughs) Exactly. You know, you say no, and then you give somebody an out and you, how many times do people take that out? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to help you move, but if you can't find anybody, what? No, I don't want to help you move. And yeah, no, as a complete sentence. I mean, so all of the things that you're saying right now are, are things that I definitely do tell clients and readings every single day. And then also I, I get back into my own life and I'm like, you know, Hey, let me know if you think this may be a good idea. I'm just checking in, but like, if we can, if we can move forward on this, if it's not too much trouble, that would be really great. But like, also just let me know. I know things are really busy right now. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when you were talking earlier about the astrology for the week, um, specifically you were talking about um, Venus transit um, or the transit right now, I was like, um, how often do you like really think back and take your own advice? Oh, that never. Zero percent of the time. No, <laughs> I no. don't either. And it's like- I'm very good at talking about it. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for me. I'm here for everybody else. I'm a walking open nerve. Just. <laughs> here to help. That's all. <laughs> right. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the bane of the, um, you know, we'll call us the advisors. <laughs> oh, um, and then of course, speaking your truth, you know, um, you know, um, that, that's a hard part. That's hard for people. So mm-hmm. all of those things are what are going to help you, um, learn how to set strong boundaries. You think boundaries are, you know, um, about the physical, um, but it really is about being able to speak your truth, get your needs met, and then feel okay during that process. That is what sets strong boundaries. And you know, when you say speaking your truth, that so that I wanted to talk about a second because I think a lot of people don't know what that is for them, right? Because right. we live in this world where we have others' needs that need to be met all the time. Yep. And so how do we separate what we need from what everyone else needs? How do we prioritize ourselves and deprioritize all of the other energy and, and needs and the other things that are just constantly coming at us? You know, when do we do that? How do we do that? It's different for every person. You have to find that thing that makes you comfortable. What I've found is when I say no, um, because I can feel the disappointment of another, I have sort of created this little phrase where I say, no, I'm sorry, I don't um, um, enjoy things of that nature, but I'm happy to help you in a way that works for both of us so that we both enjoy or both benefit from, right? That's how I say no. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, you know, speaking your truth is just, you know, not doing things that don't bring you joy. And, you know, you think, okay, well, life isn't that you can't just, it's not that easy, right? Sometimes you have to do things, but you kind of don't, you know, you can do things, um, in a way that makes you feel good about what you have to do, even if those things are sort of cumbersome. So mm-hmm. that's for me, what speaking my truth is it's, um, saying no, in a way that I feel good about and then not carrying it around in my head for four days, going over it, you know, all of that stuff. But like I said, it's different for different people. Mm -hmm. It it is really hard to get to the point of giving fewer energetic fucks. 
in, yes. in general, I think. Yes. Like the older I get, the, the easier I find it to be, but I mean, I'm not full, clearly I'm not fully there because I'll say yes to just about everything. When I was in my twenties, <laughs> I said yes to everything, but that was a lot more fun. Now right. it's like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll carry all of your stuff. If, if that's fine, you know, I, as long as it helps right. somehow, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it isn't an easy thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of what you're talking about and, and really finding ways a lot of us that are listening to this podcast are trying to find ways to figure out what we're here for. What yep. are we here to do? What about us makes us special? Why are we in this body in this life? If, you know, if, if past lives are something that you subscribe to, then why are we, why are we in this one? You know, yeah. this yep. seems like a rough one to mm-hmm. be in at the mm-hmm. moment. It doesn't feel like it's the easiest lifetime uh, for a lot of us. And, and so what are we doing here? Well, you know, what are you doing here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, oh my God. That's a whole other. F- oh, episode. I know. I know. And oh. we will talk about that for sure, because I have a lot of astrology of what are we, what are we doing here to talk oh. about too? And I love that topic. Oh, the numerology and the astrology. It's <laughs> like they get together and have a date. Can't wait. No. Um, you know, and then also what you just spoke of, it speaks to that going, coming back to the word of being selfish, you know, I mean, how do you, Uh, sort of come to terms with that word. And, you know, for me, it was all about the other beautiful self words that it encompassed because self-ish, right? You're, uh, for me anyway, I'm more focused on the ish. That means you're of the self. (laughs) And so when I focus on words like self-trust, self-love, you know, um, self-confidence, they're all positive words. So, you know, it, it really is about perspective. A lot of things spirituality is about perspective and just making that shift to wait, say, wait, what have I been taught? What does society say? Why does society get to decide for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all about that. That's a really good, yeah, that's a really good point. And, and so I think sometimes, uh, you know, for somebody like me, I, I'm a visual person. And when I can write things down, like with my actual hand, I can, I can, absorb it a little bit better and understand it a little bit better personally. So like just some, for a lot of us, I think journaling in in some form or in some way, just to figure out, you know, what, what are our boundaries? Where do we say, you know, what, what is the limit of what we'll take when it comes to certain topics and, and certain energies and, and certain people in general, you know, what are our limits and then working backwards from there to figure out, okay, how do we set a boundary for that? Yeah. I mean, if, you know, for personal connections, you know, you, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm a life path uh, 33, six, that's the nurturer. Plus I have that nine humanitarian expression. So I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, which often gets me screwed. Um, but you know, once it's obvious that we simply don't vibe in a way that creates mutual, mutual satisfaction, which is really what I look for in my relationships. When I was younger, I didn't, I was all about putting the other person and they were more important. Now I'm sorry, but well, and I'm not sorry, but, um, you know, mutual satisfaction. Um, and if I don't get that, I extract myself from the connection, you know, um, as a Capricorn that can come off as being cold and, you know, aloof and all of those words that, um, I don't care about being labeled, <laughs> but, those but, things. Uh, all of those things, but our energy creates our experiences. So you have got 
you have got to make your energy and your boundaries um, a priority because that is what's creating your experiences and your perspectives and all of those things and your outlook on life. Hmm, okay. I love this. I love this topic. Yeah, especially. Um, also, I just side note, I just pulled up your birth chart because I just wanted to check something out really fast. And I know we talked about the whole like, why are you here? Like, what are you here to do kind of thing? Yeah. In astrology, one of the points we use the, the karmic points called the north and south nodes. Yeah. And uh, our south node tells us about uh, past life or generational karma and energy that we've come into this life from. And uh, yours is uh, in your 12th house, which is about the hidden things, spirituality, the collective, the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And your North node tells you about why you're here and what you're here to do. Your North node is in Aries, which is about me. And it's in your sixth house, which is about your work. And so you are here to live your truth in your work and bring people into that, bring the collective from the past into it today and show them how, show them the way. So yes, I love that. <laughs> Uh, isn't that awesome? And then how it, it it flows so smoothly with my numerology. I am a life path, um, a master number life path 336. The 336 is the master teacher, the nurturer, the one who, you know, takes care of others and helps others, nurtures others, gives others that foundation on which to rise, but does so through teaching and leading the way and showing the way humanitarian efforts and then also spirituality. So, so cool. It's yeah. so on. I love it. I love it. Oh, okay. So if we want to set, okay, so let's say there's a person or a situation that we get in, in general, in in our life, Um, a person we know is constantly asking us for something and we need to be able to set, I mean, we know how we've approached how to set a personal boundary with that person, but setting the energetic boundary with ourselves so that we aren't also absorbing that person's, um, passive aggression or guilt or, you know, all of the things that that person represents for us. How can we set uh, a a sort of spiritual or emotional kind of boundary internally? That's a fantastic question. And it's something that I pretty much teach everybody. Um, If you have a one-on-one session with me and you have issues with um, overfeeling, I teach people, I call it claiming sovereignty. So it's a really quick um, visualization, meditation, deep breathing exercise. I tell people to do it three times a day. If you do this for 30 days, three times a day, you will absolutely 100% notice a difference really quick. You're going to find a quiet place, um, chair, bed, whatever. You're going to do some deep breathing, deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. You want your exhale to be twice as long as your inhale, because that's going to help bring you down into the alpha state. And that's sort of the the whole goal of that breathing breath work. Okay. Um, Do that five or six times. And then you're going to visualize a light, um, any color light you want coming into your crown, source energy, God energy, universe energy, whatever energy you believe in coming in, you're going to take your time and visualize that filling up your entire body, head, neck, shoulders, arms, feet, belly, heart, center, hips, legs, feet, all of that really take some time with that. Allow yourself to feel it too. Like you visualize like the energy flowing into you and you're truly feeling it. Then you're when, when it completely fills up your body, then you're going to visualize it sort of seeping out into what we talked about earlier, your etheric field. It's easiest just to think of a, like a, like a 15 foot egg surrounding you wait until that thing in your mind's eye is completely filled with that beautiful light. And then you claim it, 
my space. And I just say some phrase like, um, this is my energy. None can take from it without my permission. Um, you know, boom, end of story. And then, you know, I'll visualize like the law and order, you know, boing, boing. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> right. Like, and that's it. And you do that three times a day. And basically what you're saving, you're, you're doing is you're, you're creating an intention. And remember intention is energy. Um, you're creating an intention that your energy is yours. Nobody can take from it. You're not walking around like a sponge absorbing everybody's stuff because you have strong energetic boundaries. It's, um, yeah. It's like a, a shield. You know? It is. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm anti shield because the, a shield goes against the very nature of an empath. So I've come up with this one that you're actually claiming your space, which is very empowering versus saying, I have to be protected from this thing that could potentially, you know what I mean? And that's just, yeah. that's just, it's, um, it's just my words and it's how I, um, you know, try to empower people, but it, essentially it is a shield yeah. really. But well, we you can, like you can see the clear difference between you and me, because I'm like, <laughs> let's just get the emotions away with a big shield, yeah. like a snowplow. Can I have an energetic snowplow? Yeah. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Or Zamboni. Can you just, they can just drive around yeah. you the whole time and Perfect. Like, stay away. Perfect. We're very Midwestern here, in case you in case you didn't know by the terminology that we're currently mm -hmm, using. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest now. Yeah, so we we Before. all yeah. <laughs> okay, so I love that. That's very that's helpful. That's very. I mean, that's a practical thing yep. that we can all do. You know. So thank you for that. That was, and Absolutely. it's not hard. Mm -mm. You know. Nope. So and the more you do it, the better you get at it and the faster you get at it mm -hmm. and it lasts longer. So three times a day. Yeah. We can make it a habit and then, mm -hmm. you know, and then we can kind of go out there. That's a great idea and something that would be great to, to work on and, and utilize now, uh, for a lot of us, especially because for a lot of the spaces that we live in, um, they're about to be opening up, which means that we're yes. probably going to be around more people very soon. Um, and knowing some of the astrology that's coming up also, we're going to be pulled in that direction soon too. So having, working on this now prepares us for being out there with all those other humans and all their other human energy coming at us. It does. And, and, you know, you can practice in, in fun ways too. You know, I tell people, if you're going to go to the grocery store, do this exercise in your car and then walk in and go to the grocery store. Right. And then, um, you know, use every opportunity you can to set strong boundaries. But then within that, when you're surrounded by your boundary, if you ask, you know, your spirit guides, if you believe in those sorts of things for help in finding things, man, then you're just full on in intuitive development mode. And that's when your other clairs step in to, um, and all the cool stuff starts happening. So. That's fantastic. Okay. I love this little clues, little clues. Mm -hmm. um, actually, this would probably be a really good thing to do before I get into the car so that I don't, cause I swear to you, I feel like I get energy from other drivers and I'm not a, like a road ragey person, but I feel like other people's urgency when I'm driving and it makes me so stressed <laughs> out, so stressed out. <laughs> But I like the term. I'm not road ragey. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yep. I claim it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, okay. Joe, that was so helpful. Thank you so much. Um, I love this conversation. And I think that boundaries are going to be a topic that we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, you know, going into the future. So if we can all practice our exercises, we can get stronger and, yep. um, and claim our own space and claim yes. our own energies. So I love that. I do too. Oh, wonderful. Um, I will need it this week. So I'm going to work on that for sure. <laughs>
Um, okay, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Um, be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode of glow girl. Um, also don't forget to check out Joe's spiritual offerings at the And then also her amazing Facebook community, which is also called the woke Akashic. You can find the group, uh, right on the old Facebook. So love the group, um, have a lot of fun in there. And I'm noticing a lot of people, um, from our girls, girls community are joining that group. And so we're all kind of exploring some of this stuff together, which is wonderful. I love that. I love all the new faces and the new perspectives. It's, it really has, um, it's, it's, there's an evolution going on in there and I love it. It's because of the girls, girls. Yes, we love it too. So speaking of the girls, girls community group, um, if you haven't heard on, uh, the past two shows, I believe, um, our membership is opened up for the girls, girls community, Facebook group as a special gift right now. It's also free to join. So, um, we really love our little Facebook community. Um, I'm there, Joe's there, mm-hmm. uh, Brittany and Meredith and all the rest of our girls, girls, media podcast hosts are there. Um, we spend a lot of our time in that group and it isn't, uh, you don't need to be spiritual leaning in any kind of way to be in there. There's people from every single end of the spectrum mm-hmm. in that community. And we kind of grow and learn from each other. We have a lot of fun. We talk about serious things and important things and societal things. And then also the dumbest things you can imagine. It's a very easy place to be. It's and insane and so much fun. Yes. We would love to have you there. Um, so, uh, thank you guys all for being with us today. Thank you, Joe. And, um, thank Thank you for everything that you always bring to us and teach us. Oh, thank you. I love, love, love talking to you. So we we love it too. Um, guys, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at glow girl pod. Uh, make sure you catch the rest of the girls, girls, media multiverse of podcasts. Um, on Mondays, we've got issues girl with Carrie and sky Tuesdays are for edible encounters. Thursdays are for our flagship girls, girls podcast show with Brittany and Meredith. Uh, the weekends are for the family friendly road trip trivia pod. So there's something here for pretty much everybody. Uh, girls, girls, uh, sorry, glow girl is a production of the girls, girls media group. And our music today is by the amazing Breakmaster cylinder shine bright glow girls. Bye.